us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. Well, good morning, Bethel World Outreach. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching this uh, television program. We thank you for joining us today. My name is Pastor Darrell, and this is my brother from another mother, Pastor JT. We're going to talk like we're in the living room, like we're behind closed doors. Right. And we're just going to have a good conversation today. And that conversation may be a little tense, may not be tense. But you know what? Guess what? Our uh, common ground for this conversation is not your culture. Mm -mm. It's not your ethnicity. It's not my ethnicity. Our, our common ground for this conversation today is the cross of Jesus Christ. That's right. And, so, and that's where that is our common ground mm -hmm. is, is the cross. So what we're going to do Daryl, let me before we get started once you just tell i mean we're kind of uh we're kind of behind the scenes kind of guys we don't do here. this television thing too often so yeah. so once you just give them a little bit about what you do here at bethel okay so my wife and i what we do is we do we 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 help people understand their identity in christ mm. we do a lot of counseling we do marital premarital individual counseling so that people can understand the value of who they are in Christ and the value of themselves as individuals. And so we help people find out who they are so they can live a healthy life as an individual in Christ. Man, that's so needed. Yeah. yeah. You guys are really busy, too. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> we have been busy since the beginning of this COVID thing. Yeah. It's, so. COVID has really caused a lot of marital uh, tension, yeah. we could say. Yeah. So I'm the men's pastor, singles pastor, and uh, the director of ministries uh, around here. And, you know, of course, we both wear a lot of hats and we just do what is necessary uh, to fulfill our mission, which is reaching a city to touch, to the, touch world. the world. Yeah. So now look, we're going to start today. Uh, our text today is going to come out of Matthew, and we're going to talk about uh, an issue that I think is relevant mm -hmm. for today, and that is on forgiveness. Yes. And the necessity of forgiveness. And we're, uh, by the end of this conversation, I hope that you uh, can see that uh, forgiveness is not optional, mm -hmm. but it's actually a command. Uh, by God, actually. And he went first. Yeah. He went first and showed us how we could do this. So, And, and forgiveness is, is absolutely a, a supernatural thing that happens from God. It doesn't happen from us as individuals mm -hmm. because we have a lot of issues that we can bring to the table. But, but God requires us to forgive in order for us to, to yeah. grow. So we're going to do Matthew 18, 21 uh, through 35 today. If you want to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pen, and Let's get started in the Word, Let's get okay? It. Let's get it. Uh, verse 21, it says this. It says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say you seven times, but seventy times seven. Now, I don't know about you, but I just, I think this is a setup question. It is a setup. I think Peter is trying to figure out how much pain he's going to have to endure with this forgiveness thing. Yeah, yeah. Because in the Jewish culture, I mean, you teach on this. So the Jewish culture back then. What, what has to happen is if you, you can forgive up to three times. Now, the fourth time, I got a problem. Okay. So, so what Peter was doing is he, was, he knew the Torah. He, he knew how to speak the language of Jesus. And so he, he came and said, okay, Jesus, how many times I got to forgive? And Jesus knew the answer to that was three times. But at, at, at the same time, Jesus wanted, I mean, not Jesus, but Peter wanted to up it a little bit. So he said, not three times, but let me show you how, how much I know. Seven times. <laughs> tell you how good I am. I tell you how good I am. Seven times. Wow. Now, what shocked Peter is Jesus' answer 
for, for what he said was seven times. <laughs> he said, <laughs> not just seven times, Peter. This is the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's seven times 70. That's a lot of times. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of forgiveness. 490 <laughs> times. That wasn't what Jesus was really referring to. Mm. What Jesus was re referring to was infinity. Yeah. As much as you need to forgive a person, you choose to forgive them. Why? Because if you don't forgive, there's something that happens to you as an individual if you choose not to forgive a person. And, and I've heard you say this several times is that forgiveness is it's not really meant to be easy because it's it's not an emotional response no no it's forgiveness is a crisis of your will yeah it's a crisis uh, it's a it's a decision that you have to choose to say i am going to bear the burden of the sin that's on me put on by you mm. I'm, I, I choose to bear that burden now i'm going to either bear that burden in the crisis of my will with forgiveness or I'm going to bear that bur burden with bondage and the bondage is going to be on me yeah. not you if you if you uh, if you have chosen to do something uh, ill against me because if there's an offense uh, we actually take that as you owe me something yeah. there you have created a debt that you're obligated to pay me back now and if you don't pay me back the way that I think you should pay me back mm-hmm then now I'm really offended. I'm really mad. Now I'm really I'm mad. I'm really upset. Now this really plays a part in the culture today. Because in our culture today, we have a revolution happening. Mm. We are There are white people, there are black people all over the world that are beginning to see the injustice that has happened in the African American community. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, blind eyes are open to see the injustice that have happened. But... The question is for the black community. Now, I can speak for the black community because I'm black. The black community, the question is, will you choose or will we choose to forgive because we have right to be angry? We have right because we say we see 401 years of mm. this injustice that has, that has happened in society. But the question is, will you choose the way of the kingdom or will you choose, watch this, the way of your culture? Yeah, I choose the, the kingdom, not my culture in this situation. And the kingdom refers to the, uh, the common ground that we all got to come to. Mm -hmm. We all have to come to that cross. Yes, yes. And it's the cross is an equalizer. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that uh, that cross was rugged. Which, remember, Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah. So he knew the difference between smooth and the difference between rough. Yeah, yeah. So when he picked up that cross, he knew what he was about to bear. Right. Yeah. He knew that it was rugged, but we want to we want to sand that that cross down and make it, it look smooth, make it smooth. <laughs> so it's easier to take. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the less splinters and pain we'll have to go through. But the cross was never meant to be uh, something easy. Yeah. It was meant to be something that we had to do that was difficult. We had to come to that point that because forgiveness is difficult. It is difficult. I actually grew up not liking white people you know why because of because how i was i, I was treated mm -hmm. and the experiences i went through gave me experiences to say okay they are not for you they are against you you felt justified i felt justified in my yeah. my, my anger and my frustration and how i grew up so i grew up with a with a, a, a little bit of anger towards white people when i when i grew up and 
What was the uh, turning point for you? God started working on me probably in the 10th grade. In the 10th grade, what, mm-hmm. uh, I went from my high school to a private school in Virginia. And that's where I started seeing all white people were not prejudiced and all white people were not re- uh, racist. And so for me, that began the journey. Now, I wasn't a Christian at the time, but that began the journey of me really understanding that there's something different in this world besides how I experienced this mm-hmm. world. And so I said at, a, at, at that age, I'm going to get out of here so I can experience what the world is like. Wow. So it, was, it wasn't until you experienced and started different memories Absolutely. That, that that started to change. Let's, let's dig in a little bit deeper into okay. this because we're going to talk about that in a much deeper way here in a little bit. Verse 23, it says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with the servants. This is Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him of his debt. Now, first of all, the amount of money that he owed was astronomical. Uh, It was in today's money around four to five billion dollars. I mean, there's no way that a servant was ever going to be able to pay that back. So Obviously, he was going to spend the rest of his life in captivity <laughs> because they're and with his and his wife and his children. It was an astronomical amount of mm-hmm. debt that he could never pay. But the king said to him, hey, I forgive you. Now, I don't know about you. Now, you, you, you could owe me ten dollars <laughs> and, and I'll forgive you. But you're talking about millions of dollars that he's forgiven for. Mm. You would think this guy would be happy that he has been forgiven much. Yeah. You think he would be happy that this, no wonder his family had to be sold with him because he couldn't pay the debt by himself. Yeah. So his children and his family had to pay the debt that he couldn't pay, that he accrued on himself. Yeah. And here's the thing. The king was justified in his request. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he owed the money. So it wasn't that this was a mean king. He was justified in the ask. This is what you owe me. Now, I don't know what he did to owe that much. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I have no clue what he did. But the king was justified in asking for that. And the, and the servant begged, please. Which I, I imagine on knees, on face. Crying. Crying, begging. uh and what a humiliating thing to have to do. But that shows the desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because why? He wanted his freedom. Yeah. He, he knew that uh, if he were to be thrown in captivity, then that's it's over. And he would never probably taste freedom again. Wow. Wow. It's great. It's a it's a it's a, a lot. It's a great thought uh, because we desire that. Yeah. At our core, we desire freedom. So what you're saying then, man, is this burden was heavy on this servant. Yes. It was very heavy. And he knew, I can't pay this back. I can't do anything to to repay the king. 
this burden is heavy. I got to beg for my family. I have to beg for my children. I got to beg for my life. And it wasn't a show. Yeah, so yeah. There was, it wasn't an act that he put on. Let's see if I can get by with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it was an authentic groaning of desperation that I, I don't want to be held captive for the rest of my life. And I, cause I, you know that he thought the odds against him were uh, very slim yeah. that he would that he would be able to obtain his freedom because just because of the amount owed. Let me bring this to today's society when it comes mm. to race relations. There's no uh, there's no secret. There's there is a lot of tension between black and white today because of the issue that's been ingrained in this culture for the last 400 years. Yeah. Now. It would be easy for me to hold a grudge against you as my brother. Why? I would be justified in doing so. Right. But it's not going to be any, it's not going to do me any good to continue to hold a grudge and say, you got to pay for the sin of your forefathers. You know why? Because you had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with your forefathers' sin. However, because of the pain that I constantly go through on a daily basis, even today, even mm-hmm. today, I still go through issues uh, with, with racism and, and that, that my family and my, and, and my kids go through. Even today, I still feel justified in saying, okay, you're the problem. But I choose not to do that. You know why? Because I serve a higher kingdom mm-hmm. than a culture that's in society today that tells me that I have to be angry at you. I don't have to be. I choose to be loving towards you. I choose to love yeah. you. I choose to say, okay, you are my brother in Christ. Why? Because much has been forgiven me because I have sinned. I have sinned. I have sinned many a times. And so I have to look at myself and, and take personal responsibility and say, okay, why would I want to hold sin over your head when God doesn't hold mm. sin over my head. That is so good. He doesn't hold sin over my head. So I can't do the same. I got to say, okay, you know what? I choose to forgive. How do we lock arms? Because we're, we're two people that understand forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We're two people who you can't offend me. Yeah. You can ask me anything you want. I can ask anything you, I can ask you anything that I need to know. Man, that's the starting point. Yeah. Forgiveness and then, okay, now how do we fix this? Yeah. Because until forgiveness comes, we're just going to be shouting at each other because both of us feel justified. Now, both of us feel justified yeah, in our stance. Let's talk about what the servant did. Oh, man. To his, I would even say friend. When he was, <laughs> if, he was, if he was a friend, I don't need friends like that. So go ahead, let, let's, let's deal with that. Yeah, let, let's look at verse 28 through 35 here. But when the same servant, went out and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seizing him, he seizing him, he began to choke him saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he refused and went out and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what he had, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. Mm-hmm. They went out and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you of all the debt because you pleaded with me. Yeah. An authentic plea. And should, have not, should not you have shown mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy 
on you. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. That's a lot to unpack in that in that section. Man, this had to be a, a, a couple of years later, right? That he, he was forgiven and then it had, this can't just be like one day your king forgives you of your billions of dollars of debt and then the next day you don't forgive your, your fellow servant six months of debt. Mm. It had to be because no one can actually think like that, right? It, here's what it reveals in my mind. Mm -hmm. It reveals that he's been thinking about this for a while. He's been thinking about this dude owes me money. And I'm going to go, I got to go get it. Now, I'm not saying he was a bad guy for it. He could have been in a desperate state, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, he didn't have money because he couldn't repay the king anything. So, I'm, again, I'm not, it could have been for a good reason. But he had been thinking about this and mauling it over. And it's been eating at him because obviously this guy's not paid him back in a while. Right, right. So that, again, spending time thinking about the debt that people owe you and expecting them to pay you back in, in the way that you would want can eat at you and eat at your conscience, yeah. eat it, take away your peace. Uh, man, it, it, it can wreak havoc in the soul of a man. I had to, just to be totally honest with you, I had to really look at myself and say, it's justifiable for me to be angry. It's justifiable. Mm. And the more I thought about what happened to me as a kid, the more I thought about the, the being pulled over by the cops, me personally, the more I thought about being treated as a second-class citizen, the more I thought about it, the, the angrier I became. Yeah. So I can understand his anger, mm. but at the same time, I had to either either live with that anger or release that anger. Yeah. And and the only way that I could choose to release that anger is at the cross of Christ. Yeah. Because I know the sin that I've committed. I know what I've done wrong in my own life, and I know how I look compared to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And because I know my own sin and I know what I have gone through, what happens to me is I don't compare myself no longer to JT as a white man. I compare myself to God as a perfect man who came to this earth yeah. to forgive me of my sin. And when Jesus came to forgive me of my sin, I had to take my eyes off of you and put my eyes on him and say, woe is me. Yeah. I'm a man of unclean hands. I need help. I need a savior. And so when God showed me my own sin and he showed me how much I needed him as a savior, then I could take my eyes off of him and look at you and say, man, you're just as in need of a savior as I am. That's right. I am just as in need of a savior as you are. Yeah. And so because of that, I can look at you and say, brother, I forgive you. Mm. Now, now, you didn't do anything to me, but I'm saying, I, I, just a gesture, I can say, I forgive you. Why? Because I can release the pain. I can release the anger. I can release the bondage. I can release the bitterness and say, I can love my brother just as Christ loved him. And he can love me just as Christ loved me. And so that, that's the only yeah. way that I have been able to see myself in the eyes 
of this world today that is going to hell in a handbasket, it is not through the eyes of justice that is going to happen. It's going to happen through the justice of Jesus Christ being on the cross and dying for yours and my sin so that we can be justified as brothers and sisters and be one ethnic, one nation under God. Yeah. And the servant did the exact opposite. He did the exact opposite. Because, again, the king was justified in asking mm -hmm. for the debt because he owed it. But when he showed humility, he was given mercy. Yeah. yeah. Now he goes to a fellow servant. He's justified in asking for the money because the servant owed it. But when the servant showed humility, he showed harshness. Yeah. And he didn't extend the same mercy that he was given. And the, 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 it's in the Bible because yeah. this is what we do. All of us. This is what we do. We want, we want uh, forgiveness and we want mercy because we know we owe it. Mm -hmm. Something inside, we know that we owe. But yet, we don't show the same mercy when somebody owes us. Mm -hmm. And that's the trap. And that's, what, that's how we get into the captivity. You, you have a story that you wanted to share about how a bear, is it, is it the bear? Yeah, the, the Greek word for uh, offense. So, because when somebody offends you, that's when you, that's when you go seek after forgiveness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the offense, the word in the Greek is scandal, uh, scandalon. Mm -hmm. Now, scandalon is, uh, if you're familiar with a bear trap, you know, these are gnarly, you know, got these big grips and you, you, you open it up and there's a little plate on the inside of that. And that's where you stick the nasty smelling bait mm -hmm. because you want the aroma to uh, catch whatever you're after, whatever you're hunting. Right. And so that plate is called a scandalon. Yeah. So the, here's what the enemy does. He sets a trap and he puts an offense right on that scandal on. Mm. He puts a stinky, messy ordeal that we have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes, here's, a, it becomes our choice to whether we take the bait. Yeah. But man, if we take that bait, here's what happens. When that bear trap closes, because it's usually attached to a tree or a rock or something where the, you can't run, the bear can't run. It's, it not only has us in, its, us in its grip, but it has us in captivity. And we can't, we can't move any further than where that trap is at. And that's a good word picture of what unforgiveness does to us. Yeah. It traps us and it captivates us and we're, and we're tethered to it. So we try to move on in life. But you can't. But we can't. We're always going back to that point because you can only go as far as yeah. whatever that chain is. So, so, so what you're telling me, it's going to take someone else to come and free you from that trap. Yes. You can't free yourself from the trap because the trap has you. You have to be freed by some other source other than yourself in order to get past it so mm. that you can become free like God wants you to become free. Yeah. And, it, and going back to the scripture where that story kind of hit me or that word example was when the king turned him over to the, to yeah. the jailer yeah. and to the tormentors. And this is what happens, sadly, 
we actually turn ourselves over to captivity because we chose it. We chose to take the bait. And look, if you're out today, if you're, if you're watching us and you're going, how? Okay, I do have unforgiveness. Maybe I have uh, an ought against my brother. Maybe, maybe I am. There's a, there's a vein of racism going through me that I, that I don't know about. How do I, what are the steps that I need to take to get rid of this? There's four things as we close uh, that we want to go over. And one is this. You please realize it is a choice. Yeah. This was your choice to take the bait, even though, even though pain may have been inflicted upon you. We're not saying that it's not a real offense, but it's the taking of the bait and getting caught in that trap. James 1, 13 and 14 says this, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one, but each person is when tempted is lured or enticed. The bait is put on it and he is enticed by his own evil desire. Yeah. But you also have to realize that it's captivity Yeah, and captivity set by the enemy to keep you from fulfilling the ultimate destiny that God has for you. And so you and I living in unforgiveness actually puts ourselves in bondage. Mm. We don't put the person in bondage. We put ourselves in bondage. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 26 says this, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses to escape the snares of of the devil after being captured by him to do his will when you mm. don't forgive wow. you are captured by the enemy to do his will and what the enemy does is he blinds you of the truth so that you cannot see the gloriousness of the gospel so that you will continue to do the will of satan mm. and not the will of god who wants you to do his will and not satan's will the third thing that we again ask you to do is realize that the it's the cross yeah like we said in the beginning the cross is the great equalizer yeah. the cross is that place that gives us the ability to extend mercy and forgiveness mm -hmm. because when jesus was hanging on that cross he didn't say father get them he said he he said father forgive them for they do not they don't know what they're doing and so the cross is the place that we all have to come to because we can't do it on our own yeah jesus christ is the only one that can free you from the captivity of sin, the captivity of unforgiveness. So realize that Christ is the one that sets mm. you free. He sets you free from the bitterness. He sets you free from the anger. He sets you free, listen, from unforgiveness of slavery for 401 years. Yeah. He sets you free from it. Why? Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I honestly can say, and I'm still a work in progress, I honestly can say that I am free from the anger and the bitterness that entrapped me as a kid experiencing racism. I'm free from that. Why? Because I've chosen to be free through Christ. I've chosen to be free. Pastor Darrell, as we close, won't you just be so kind to lead us in a prayer? Let's pray. 
Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for people who are watching. I pray, Jesus, that you have convicted their hearts of their sin. Yes. Personally, Jesus, I pray, Jesus, that the, the, these people who are captivated by sin, of unforgiveness, of bitterness, I pray, Jesus, that you will set them free mm. and that the Holy Spirit will come into their living rooms, come into their coffee shops, come into their on their iPads, or watching on their phones, that, God, you will help them to recognize that Jesus wants you to be set free. So I pray in Jesus' name that people who are watching yeah. today, that they will understand the power of the cross can set people free from any bitterness and anger and bondage that may beset them. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name I pray. I'm so glad that you were here with us today. You participating in this service made a difference in not only your life, but it'll impact the lives of those around you. Whether you're watching live or even at another time, I'm so glad that you joined us. Throughout the week, my faith is encouraged daily through the social media channels that our church uses. So if you want to stay encouraged, connect with us on Instagram as Bethel World and Facebook at Bethel World Outreach Church. If you need prayer for anything today, go ahead and scan the QR code that's on the screen right now. That'll take you to a page where you can receive prayer from a pastor or a ministry team member. Today, they would love to pray with you. We're so glad that from wherever you are today, you could be with us. Thank you for joining us as together we're reaching a city to touch the world.